Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Pure Hope with your host, Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. Hope is the name the angels gave Reverend Gorman. Help open planetary eyes. And that's what we hope to do on Pure Hope. Thank you for joining us. Hello, everybody, and thank you all for joining us on the Pure Hope Show. I just want to make one quote before we go on to introduce our lovely, lovely guest for um, today. Uh, Marianne Williamson, who I follow, um, says that a miracle is a shift in perception. That's her definition of a miracle shift in perception so when people go from fear to love that's a miracle it's just a shift in perception from hopelessness to hopeful that's a miracle a shift in perception and it changes your whole life from despair to joy and the reason why i brought that definition out is because i believe that we have a speaker and a guest on today that can help all of you have a miracle in your life uh, right this very moment in this hour and her name is diane l hayworth she is a modern day mystic who helps others navigate all types of human relationships from the power of divine love. She is definitely, because that's why I've introduced her and wanted to be on the program, she's a heart-centered success coach, teacher, author, TV host, and founder of the Be Love Principles, who combines traditional coaching techniques with deep spiritual truths to help all of her clients connect to their own inner wisdom and become more clear, calm, and confident. And we all need that, especially right now. In May of 2018, she had a direct divine experience where she received a set of four statements that she calls the Be Love Principles. Diane is dedicated, very dedicated, to spreading these principles around the world to help all people live a more peaceful life, guided by their own divine love and using this template. A compelling and engaging speaker she is. Diane has been a popular podcast guest. This is not the first of all of her abilities to speak on many, many podcasts. She's spoken for many private organizations and public events. She hosts the Heart Centered Success with Diane Hayworth, TV show for two years in Washington, D.C. and Northern Virginia market and offered practical spiritual tools for four seasons on the Awake TV network. Diane holds a BS in mass communication, an MBA, and has several healing and coaching certifications. She is a student of the Enneagram and, of course, the Course of Miracles. Her first book, How to Choose Love, you're going to love this line I just got done talking to her, How to Choose Love When You Just Want to Slap Somebody. That was her first book, which was published in 2014. Diane lives with her husband, Joe, and Rory the cat in a beautiful foothills of the Virginia Blue Ridge Mountains and is very, very close to her adult children and beloved grandson. And you can find out more about Diane and her work at www 
morefromdiane.com. Welcome, Diane, on the program on the Pure Hope Show. Welcome, welcome. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here today, and I am just really thrilled to talk to all these beautiful souls that are showing up now and in the future to hear your messages. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I have loved uh, meeting you and uh, talking to you, and I did go into your uh, information on the morefromdiane.com, and so it was just so interesting to learn more about you. So the first thing I usually ask all of the people who I have on this program is how did you, Diane, ever get started on this path of spirituality and awakening for your own personal progress? You know, I think it's uh, it's really what a lot of people do, right? I I realized what I was doing wasn't working, and I did everything I was supposed to do. I grew up in a very small, really small southern town in Virginia, outside about 45 miles southwest of Washington. But we're still, I mean, like rural Virginia. But I went to church, and I read the books I thought I was supposed to read. I watched Oprah. I did everything I thought I was supposed to do. And it just, something was just missing. Now, of course, you hope we're talking about the days way before the Internet. But I just right. started realizing, right, there's something, there's just, there's more. There's just something I'm missing here. And it just started me on this quest to really understand truth. And, of course, like, like most of us, I think, I thought it was outside of me. And it's not. There's lots of cool stuff outside, but, you know, the real truth is inside your own heart. Mm-hmm. So were you, were you like I was kind of seeped into Catholicism when I knew that there was something more. I, I never, ever downgrade my Catholic upbringing because I got a lot of structure there, but I always, too, thought there was something more. So were you seeped in a certain belief system or religion then? Um, being raised in Virginia? Um, not feast. I would say my family would be more like um, lazy Christians, to be honest. I mean, like <laughs> we were all there at Easter. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but no, we, it, it wasn't. I was actually the only one. Mom, mom started taking us to Sunday school when we were little. Um, and years after the family stopped going, I just, I just, there was something about the ritual. There was just something about it. I knew that was a part. I knew understanding God was a part. Um, And my mom actually ended up coming back to church with me years later. But it just, it wasn't complete. Not that it wasn't a lovely experience. It was. Uh, We were Presbyterian. So not the most exciting of the (laughs) denominations but um, a very loving community. But I just felt some of the teachings, even, yeah, they just didn't ring true. It was like, okay, but there's got to be something more. There has to be Mm -hmm. something more. And really everything Mm -hmm. changed for me when my minister, to his credit, um, introduced meditation, which I can tell you is not, especially in the mid-'90s, was not normal in my town, much less in a Presbyterian church. That was just crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, wonderful that that you were introduced to that. So. Oh yeah. Well, 
I want to go into a little bit about the Be Love Principle. So on May 19th, I had read on your um, website on May 19th, 2018, Diane had what could only be described as a direct divine experience when in meditation and that you were given a set of principles outlining how each of us can be love. And that experience changed the course of your work. So... Do you want to kind of expand on that experience and how these Be Love principles came to you? I will, and I'll I'll say that on my website you can get, like, the full um, explanation. But I think it's important for people to realize that anybody and everybody has access to these kinds of beautiful experiences. Um, I do also want to say that for at least six months before this experience, I had really been praying, make me an instrument of your love. Show me how to be at peace. Show me how to serve. So that was the intention I had up until mm. up until then. And, I mean, I was doing my spiritual work and studying and, and had coaching clients and all of that. Um, but I get to this workshop. It was a workshop in uh, Toronto um, from, through Hay House, and I was in particularly in the class of my mentor, Robert Holden, and he had put us in groups, and this was our instruction. You were to take turns, have an A-B partner, and the first person was supposed to shut their eyes. Imagine they were seated on a foundation of love. And we were to go inside and silently ask, love, what do you most want me to know today? Which is is Hmm. just such a powerful question. And it's one I was familiar with because I I use that as a journal prompt. Love, what do you most want me to know today? So Hmm. I was the first person. I'm sitting there. And I thought I'd get, you know, like be kind, get the bean burger at lunch, something like that. I was not expecting anything big but what happened was immediately I had a full body experience I had it was like I saw myself as the observer watching myself walk up to my daughter's house my adult daughter's house and as I was walking up the front stairs to her house there's a glass front door there and my little grandson was behind the door. Now, at this point, he was about 15 months old. And, you know, your grandmother, you know, that's like it, right? That is just <laughs> it. I saw from this position, I could see the love from my heart circling to his heart and back to me. I could see it. I, I, could, I could see the love. And I heard greet everyone with an open heart without an agenda. Now, Mm -hmm. immediately, I am inside the house, and just Emery is his name. Emery and I are playing in their family room, and at this point, he's 15 months old. He picks up one of his blocks, and he tosses it to me, and he hits me in the cheek. And I immediately think, yeah, he's just a kid. You know, he didn't mean anything. Uh, And I heard, forgive quickly, completely, and unconditionally. I was looking at this, yeah, I mean, good grief. I'm looking at this little fellow, and if you are a grandmother or you have children in your life or you have any person or 
pet that is precious to you. You know, they're beautiful. But I didn't see his beautiful little face and body. I saw this amazing light inside of him, this essence of who he is. And I heard, see the divine essence in everyone and everything. I immediately then, everything went black. And all I could see from this, in this experience I was having, was the faintest, out, it was like an outline of a door. And the door starts to swing open. And this teeming, effervescent, golden, vibrant light starts to pour out. Now, I've never been to Mardi Gras, but that's what this light felt like. It just was teeming with joy and love and happiness, and, and it just was almost overwhelming. And I, it all, the door only just tiny opened a little bit, so the sliver came in. And it just, it just was almost overwhelming. And I heard, you're trying to get back here, but you don't understand. You never left the light of the all. Remember, you never left the light of the all. And then, just like that, I'm, I'm just like back in the room. And I have to tell you, if, if anybody's had those kind of experiences, I was disoriented. Um, for a minute, I thought, literally, I thought maybe somebody had drugged my coffee. That's how, that, that's how out-of-body experience it felt. It, it took quite a while to just kind of get back to myself. So I went through the rest of the day. Not, you know, just I kept that to myself because to tell you the truth, I didn't know if I had hallucinated. I didn't, I, I didn't know what had gone on. That evening I went to dinner with some friends and, you know, they're saying, oh, how's the workshop? I'm like, oh, it was good, you know. <laughs> I said it was good. <laughs> and I uh, talked to my husband that night because I was away. He wasn't with me at the conference. And he, he, I could tell by his voice something, something was wrong. And he shared with me that a friend of ours who had gone through just a horrific divorce, um, his ex-wife, this man's ex-wife, had taken their seven-year-old son um, up to the 25th floor of a hotel, thrown the child off, and then she jumped. Oh. It's, I mean, even now, five years later, it's just, um, yeah, it's just, it's a lot. So we got off the phone, and I tried to go to sleep because I, you know, I had to go to class the next day. And I tossed and I turned and hope, you know, when I would shut my eyes, I could feel the desperation of that woman. I could feel the hopelessness. I could feel the fear of that boy, the young boy, uh, it, it, it was horrible. It was just horrific. And at around 3 a.m., I literally shot up out of bed and out loud in my hotel room, I said, I know I can't do anything about this, but how am I supposed to be with this? And I heard be loved. Greet everyone with an open heart without an agenda. See the divine essence in everyone and everything. Forgive quickly, completely, and unconditionally. And remember, you never left the light. So I went to work. I started 
using that, what I now call the principles, as a process to work through that information and to help me understand. Like you said, shift my perspective. Um, and and that's, it's just been my passion ever since then to help people use this with all kinds of relationships, not only dealing, obviously my first experience was dealing with a tragedy, but, you know, really this is about helping you go from a constricted human perspective to a more divine expanded one. So I teach my clients and students how to use this in romantic relationships, in business, how to use it with your body, with yourself, how to use it for good things too, right? If there's a uh, event that's coming up of somebody's, I don't know, getting married or something, how do you, how can you take something that's already joyful and infuse more joy and divine love and knowledge into it by using a tool like the principle? So it's, it's really been a, um, yeah, it's been a journey these last five years, and I just love these things. I really do. Well, well you know, you and I both work with clients and students and friends and peers and you know we talk we give workshops seminars and although these principles to me feel and seem fairly straight and straightforward why do you think it is so hard for many many people to live by those principles that you've just spoken about Oh, I think that part. Uh, I mean, I can know what my own experience was, and I'm the one. That, I'm not the one that got it. <laughs> First of all, they seem so simple, right? Just like if you're mm-hmm. talking to someone who's never meditated, it's like, uh, well, what difference? You know, how could that make that big a difference? How the the power in the principles in meditation in any tool or, or skill, right, comes with the practice. As humans, I think it's the ex- Experience that lands the value in our everyday lives. So when I find people who are perhaps disoriented, I mean, good grief, this world has disoriented us all in the last few years, right? And they are looking for a place to start. Here is a tool. It's not the only tool, but it is a tool. I mean, what if you, the thing that I love about the principles, and this is the way I used them in the beginning, if I had to get guidance, I didn't know what to do with them. I would take one principle a week. So how do you think your world, your hometown, wherever you all are in the world when you're listening to this, how would your world and your family and your community change if every single person you met, you did your best to greet with an open heart without an agenda? Could just that do? Every assignment that your boss gave you, every meal, creating a meal, going to a family event, which we know that can be all over the scale, right? (laughs) What it Mm -hmm. has to be. (laughs) But what if you could really go without the agenda that we all keep our agendas in our head? And, I mean, we just do. But, I mean, seriously, just that one. And once you can see the power of one and then – what I really love is the way that it was that's configured, seeing all these parts together. It's for me, there's no way I could forgive unless I'm really greeting somebody with an open heart because otherwise I'm just greeting them with my resentment, my regret, my anger, whatever it is, right? 
But learning mm-hmm. to do that, and actually for me also seeing someone's divine essence, which has allowed me to see their divine self separate from their personality self. Everybody's divine essence is perfect. It's our personalities that could use a little tweaking from now on again, don't you think, Hope? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you know, you're talking me. about energy, 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 really. Yep. You know, yeah. you go inside with those principles, you live by those principles, which are all very, very, very divine, and that you change your frequency, or like you said, or Marianne Williams said, what what's the definition of a miracle, is when you shift in perception and, and everything begins to change. Because one of the things, and also I read this within some of your material, which is very difficult for people to understand and even perhaps accept. So maybe you can help me um, talk a little bit about this or teach this, is that our external world Mm -hmm. is indeed a reflection Mm -hmm. of our internal world. Right. Um, Would you like to explain that or teach that? A little about a little bit about that right now to our audience and our guests that are listening right now. Well, I think that's a, a yeah, I would love to because that's something that I had trouble with, you know, years ago because I thought, well, that's just that's crazy, that's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. This is the truth, and everybody can see this is the truth, right? And then when I started really looking at things and trying to be detached, right, trying to be that observer looking at my own thoughts, looking at the way things played out in the world. Here's an example that that I I bet a lot of people can um, relate to. So let's say you're going to a family, I don't know, dinner. Uh, You're going to a family dinner, a family wedding event, something like that, where you have multiple people. Well, you can have somebody stand up and say something, right? And half of your relatives think that is the funniest story I've ever heard. Other people can be upset. I can't believe he said that. That was uh, that's rude or that's horrible or that's insensitive, whatever it is. It's one event. Everybody has, has witnessed it, but they are bringing their own perspective and they are interpreting that event through their own filter. So if you already went to the event thinking that, you know, Cousin Carl was kind of a jerk, really no matter what he says, you're going to find ways unconsciously to reinforce that. If you're going to the event thinking that Cousin Carl is like an angel, then you're going to notice things that reinforce that belief. Now, that was a real game changer for me to understand that 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 was the way that it worked. I also really appreciate the work of um, Dr. David Hawkins, and you, I bet you mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's, his groundbreaking book, uh, Power Versus Force, where he shows that when you are in the emotions of blame, shame, anger, guilt, all of those things we all know, many, we visited many, many times, you actually are in a different part of your brain that has to do with survival. So if you are constantly fearful, then you're, you're not energetically, even in a physiological um, perspective, 
you're not working from the part of your brain where you have access to uh, joy and, and bliss and enlightenment. And I love that we're talking about this today because according to Dr. Hawkins, the key emotion to embrace, to go from those lower energies to the higher, is hope. Once you can get to bring up the energy of hope and courage, by the way, you can go to those higher energies. So when I had that experience of hearing this, you know, horrific event, right, of, of our friend, uh, you know, as a mother, I, I just was like, first of all, our friend is suffering. You know, he's lost the ex-wife and the child, his only child. And then as a mother, like, how could you do this? What's going on? And just, you know, everything is going on at once. But I was able to shift my perspective, even in that short time period, by using these principles. It wasn't that, you know, it was suddenly okay that these two people had passed, by the way, but I had a different expanded perspective on what had happened. So... When, when, we, when I say, and I do teach this, that your external world is a reflection of your internal world, the more at peace, the more, um, yeah, the, the more peace you find, the more joy you find, the more freedom you feel energetically, that will be reflected in the world around you. Now, there are still going to be, uh, you know, wars and tsunamis and things like that. However, your energy rising rises other people too. To me, this is the way we get to the world that we all want, the one that's compassionate, respectful, loving, the one we want to leave our kids and our grandkids. It's by as many of us as possible finding a way to these higher energies of peace and joy. Think about it this way. Do you want, I'll speak for myself, I want people making laws, people creating uh, organizations and um, uh, policies and all these sorts of things, I want them coming from a place where they are inclusive and they're thinking of what's good for everybody, what creates the, the highest level of good and well-being. That comes from people who are settled, happy, peaceful. They can access that part of their brain where they are able to do the creative problem solving. I mean, this is really a very practical tool, not just so we go around feeling good. This isn't just a woo-woo, you know, let's, I, I tease my clients all the time, just I'm not telling you to get on a unicorn and jump over a rainbow. I mean, great if you can do it. But this is really a practical tool that not only helps transform your life and your experience, but it contributes to us all creating a different experience for everyone on this planet. It's that, mm-hmm. and again, this is just one of many. Mm-hmm. It is, I, w- I would agree, it is one of many. I would agree with that. But I want to give you a five-star rating <laughs> on these principles. I'll put it on Yelp, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> because to me it's the only solution these be love principles is the only solution 
to all of our problems that are going on at this time is if you're not love, then what are you? I mean, you're in those other frequencies. And right. those frequency, because I always go to the, the Bible one that says begets. You know, yeah. hate begets hate. Fear yeah. begets fear. And there's a reason why that word is constantly in the Bible talking about that piece. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's talking about energy, 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 energy. So these be love principles, which I give a five-star rating to, <laughs> because that is the solution I'm trying to teach, and both of us are trying to teach that this is the solution. So, um, so when we were talking earlier, you had said, hey, Hope, do you want to give your listeners an opportunity to kind of feel these principles? Um, so do you have a meditation or is there something you can help kind of guide us in right now that would help mm-hmm. us kind of feel these principles inside of us? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to give you what, what I call an experience. So what, what I'll say, and I really appreciate you, thank you very much um, for saying that. And I, I, the minute I even heard your name years ago, I just could feel your energy and so important for us that yeah to all come together in this loving space with the tools that we have so thank you very much for that this is going to be like a little think of it as an appetizer right so it's kind of like if somebody hands you the bible or a course in miracles and say just read this page we're just going to, mm. we're just going to have a little it. taste of this mm-hmm. we're going to have a quick little taste but yeah i've got plenty of materials for people who are interested i've got classes and things that people are interested in doing more but Let's do this. What I would invite everyone to do is just gently think of something that we're going to call your focus, like your focus point. So think of a person, a situation, um, past or present, doesn't make any difference, where you're feeling uncomfortable about it. You know, there's just something about it that's just kind of bugging you. It doesn't have to be something huge, just something that you are not super comfortable with. While you're doing that, I do want to say that we are going to be going through the principles. There is a part where we're going to talk about forgiveness. I do want to say that we are not saying that any certain person's behavior was appropriate, acceptable, anything like that. What we're doing is giving you, someone who might potentially be holding on to resentment or guilt or fear, whatever that is, an opportunity to release that energy. If you are not interested in forgiveness when we get to that point, no problem. This is between you and your heart. I'm going to give you some alternative languaging around that, so that's just a little caveat. So go ahead and get your focus person or event. And what I'd like you to do is just make a note somewhere right there if you've got pen and pencil or just think about this. On a scale from 1 to 10, I want you to think about how uncomfortable this person or event uh, makes you. So uh, 1 would be, eh, not that big a deal. 10 is this is, you know, consuming, it's bugging me, this isn't what I want. Just, Just assign it a number. Okay, 
So I'm thinking everybody has that. So let's do this. I would encourage you and invite you to just go ahead, be comfortable in your seat, make any adjustments you need to. You might need to sit up a little straighter in your chair, put your feet on the ground, maybe scrunch your shoulders. Just just be very, very comfortable and supported where you are. And all you need to do is follow my voice for just a few minutes. And as you allow your eyelids to close, as long as you're not driving a car, if it's safe to do so, shut your eyes. I want you to imagine that you can actually breathe love into the back of your heart and out to the front. We're breathing love into the back of your heart and out to the front. Breathing love into the back and out to the front. As you continue to breathe normally, focused on that heart space, I want you to gently bring up that focus person or event knowing that you are totally safe and protected, just gently bring to mind your focus, person, or event. And in the sacred space of your own heart, simply ask, show me how to greet this person or event with an open heart without an agenda. Show me how to greet them with an open heart without an agenda now. Continue to breathe, trusting anything that needs to come to you comes in the perfect time, could be now, could be later, could be a few days from now. You're simply opening up that divine wisdom in your own heart. Good. Go back to that heart space, breathe into the back, out to the front, breathe into the back, out to the front. And again, gently holding that focused person in mind, ask, how can I see the divine essence here? Show me the divine essence here. And just relax. The wisdom, the divine within you. So explain what in your heart, in your knowledge, in your awareness, whatever you need to. Just breathe for me. Good. Good. Now, If you're ready, if you're ready, breathe in and out through that heart and repeat after me. Show me how to forgive quickly, completely, conditionally now. 
show me how to forgive quickly, completely, and unconditionally now. If you're not quite ready to forgive, to to say this, tell me what it would feel like to be ready to forgive. Tell me what it would feel like to be ready to forgive. We're trusting that simply by asking and invoking this energy, you're being given anything that you need to at this point. Breathe in to the back of your heart and out to the front. Breathing love in, release. Now breathing normally, this is what I invite you to do. Imagine you are standing on a beautiful stage and you are under this beautiful iridescent light, this sparkly, warm, inviting light. And this light is shining down on you and it extends about 10 feet, all the way around, 10 to 15 feet. So you are in the middle of this beautiful light. I want you to notice and imagine that this beautiful iridescent light of the all, ever so gently, comes in through your crown chakra. You can feel it washing in you and through you and around you. You feel it come down through your head, through your neck, cascading over your shoulders, releasing your muscles. Feel it inside and out, gently washing down your torso, down your legs, down your arms. I want you to imagine that this light is infused with source energy and it is reminding yourselves how to sing the song of source This joyful energy is in you, it's through you, it's all around you. Just imagine what that feels like to safely be in that light of the all. Feel it in your body. Now, if you're ready, invite the person or a symbol of the event that you've been working with into the circle with you. We are not condoning behavior or any specific action, but by bringing him into the light with you, you are recognizing the oneness that joins us all. Only if you're ready, I invite you to bring that focused person or event into the circle with you, into the light of the all, knowing that that light brings truth, reinforces the oneness, pure 
pure love. Notice anything that changes for you. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. There's no right or wrong. Just notice, especially if you've invited this person or symbol of the event in with you. There we go. Now, in our little appetizer of the principles now, we're going to start to come out. What I want you to do, breathe that energy of love in, that beautiful light that's all around you, recognizing the resonance in your bones, in every cell of your body. Let it resonate with that beautiful light of what you are. Breathe it in, knowing that it's with you always. It is you. And start to let that image gently fade. Feel your feet on the ground. Feel your body supported by the chair that you're in. Start to wiggle your fingers and toes. Take a breath in through the nose, out through the mouth, in through the nose, out through the mouth, blow it out. Gently open your eyes, and I would invite you to just find a fixed point in the room that you're in, and just focus on that point for a second, just to just to bring your whole being back into the present with us. And when you feel fully back, I invite you all, go back to that focus person or event on a scale of 1 to 10. Where are you now? Where are you now? Again, no right or wrong. It's just curious for you. Where are you now? How was that for you, Hope? Well, I definitely, and who doesn't, <laughs> have a issue or a person or an event that one has judged or mm-hmm. not had well wishes, and I certainly was able to come up with that particular person in my life and it helped again me to not be a slave to my ego it helped me have great reverence to the divine that is already within me and I could feel that energy and then I could see that same energy and have a reverence for it in this particular person that I had and so I just could see myself kind of cushioning this person with love and seeing her eternal flame of love as well. So it went down quite significantly because this was pretty high on the scale. I I gave it a nine, and I thought I was giving mercy then um, (laughs) because maybe it was really a ten, but I thought, well, I'll give her mercy. I'll give us her mercy. And so I put it at a nine. So it went immediately down to, I would say like right now, to a two or to a one. Oh, wow. Well, I would say, yeah, you're very practiced, and I am thrilled 
that that happened for you. And I want to be totally honest. Sometimes people have that kind of a, of a uh, result immediately. And, again, this, if I'm working with somebody, this is a much longer process. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, and sometimes it doesn't move. Sometimes, I, actually, this happens pretty often, especially if I'm on stage and I'm um, doing things in person. I'll get an email a couple of days later. You know that crazy meditation you led us through? Guess what happened? And it, you know, it might be a day or two days later. I, I have no idea. But it at, least, it at least gives you a tool. It gives you a tool. And, you know, uh, let me just say this. How human of us all, you're right, we all have that person that we have done. I mean, I've said this many times. If I could go to Costco and get a giant bottle of forgiveness pills, I'd be the first one in line. I really, mm-hmm. I really would. <laughs> I would be the first one in line. That's not it. And, of course, we know when we work through it, the, the freedom that comes from through forgiveness. Oh, my goodness. The freedom yeah. that comes. You talk about energetic relief. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. And there's mm-hmm. such an opportunity now for us to just release things that aren't, or that aren't serving us, right? I know in my own life that's exactly, yeah, that just, frees up so much energy that I could use to create when I am yes. harboring. For me, my flavor is resentment. That's, that's kind of what, that's what my personality does. Mm-hmm. That, was, that used to be my go-to. But, man, it just uses up a lot of energy. It's a lot of, it's a lot of disk space in the old computer there. Yeah, that, you know, that's the biggest thing. And I think exactly what you said, it kind of frees up that energy to yep. do what it's supposed to do. Like, let's say if you're an artist and then you begin to draw faster and and smoother and more uniquely and your gifts of writing or singing or so any of the that energy that we're putting towards a person that is, um, that is not loving, that is not kind, that is not useful to that person or to us, um, then that's yep. that stuck energy. It's that stagnant energy. And so the great release. But I would agree. I'm a well, I practice meditation mm-hmm. um, like you do. I have many tools. I've been doing this for over 35 years of yep. uh, releasing the egoic energy and the agendas that I have of people all the time. Um, I always tell people it's kind of like when you have an agenda of somebody else, it's like dangling a carrot in front of their face and then getting mad at them because they haven't, you know, <laughs> done that expectation. That's yeah, that's, so, amazing. that's um, amazing. Yeah, so it comes right back to us. It comes right back to us. So for your clients and students that come mm-hmm. to you, so really yeah. you help them through issues like this and you take them through the four principles um, to kind of release that energy then? Well, you know, everybody has something, right? Everybody has something. And what I found is no matter what our flavor of distress is, it has something to do with relationships. So hmm. this, this is exactly will help people understand what's going on. And they don't come to somebody like you or me unless they really are feeling that pull toward love and they, I mean, let's face it, you try everything and then you end up, love is the answer, you guys. That's it. That's it. 
That's it. Yep, Do whatever you want. You'll get here it. eventually. Uh, but one of the big things I do is help people use these techniques, and this is what I would invite everybody listening to do. Your home, go to the bathroom, go to the mirror. Look in your own eyes. How do I greet my? Show me how to greet myself with an open heart without an agenda. That's when they start crying. Right? Sometimes they do that for a week, two weeks when they ask to see their own divine essence, when they forgive themselves. This is a tool that we always start on the outside, right, because we think it's the, the crazy husband or we think it's the guy at work or the crazy neighbor, whatever it is, whoever we think is our issue. Uh, that is the external manifestation of an invitation that you have to see yourself and your divinity and your light. And forgive yourself. When we were talking about energy, one of the things that I love that you said, you know, look, this is energy that you can be using to create and sing and dance. This is energy that you can use to love your family deeper, to be more Mm -hmm. connected to nature, to pets, to go to a play or a concert and enjoy. If you are bringing, if you're coming, and in my case, years ago, not not now, but years ago, I could say I maybe was 65% present because so much of my energy was in my resentment. Oh, how much mm. can you enjoy 65% of any concert or play or book or anything else? This is mm. the key to presence, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, that's a great way to put it. It is a key, key to, to presence. presence. It is. Yep. So I... I you know, I wanted to talk just a little bit about your book that you had. Um, first, because I love the name, How to Choose Love mm-hmm. When You Just Want to mm-hmm. Slap Somebody. Yep. And the first chapter was all about meditation. And so I just want to read a little excerpt of that. What if there was something that could help you choose love when you're frustrated, help you lose weight, soothe relationship? improve your health, transform you into a money magnet, and it's all free. That magic something is meditation. So if you want to be happy, meditate. Overweight, meditate. Problem in your marriage, meditate. Health issues, meditate. Because all of this meditation helps to eliminate the noise and I loved it because you, it gives you also the rudder to, to, write, to write your actions. I love that. It gives you the rudder to write, R-I-G-H-T, your actions. And so even as you took us through this meditation and experienced the principles of um, to be love principles, to be literally love in your principles, to me that's what it felt like is that it helps you have kind of the rudder to help you be in right action. Yeah, yeah. For me, it has been the key. Yes, 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 yes. So are you seeing in your practice, in your work, more and more people waking up and realizing it doesn't work. Hating, uh, disliking, even dislike 
even just to simply dislike, I dislike this person because it's all energy, that it's not working anymore. It doesn't work in our world. It's not working to not like and to dislike. And again, I loved it that you um, said it's not telling people that their actions are right. We're not condoning bad actions. You're just giving people through these principles, a way out of that energy field that keeps them bound up in a knot all the time. So are you seeing people from like all fields? Like for me, I see more doctors and lawyers and nurses and people from the business world, I think, are waking up and coming for these principles. Are you seeing that in your practice as well? You know, I am, and it's... um it's been amazing because uh, I've got folks, especially when I before COVID, when we used to see people in person. So you know, we had Zoom and technology and things. I'm about, like I said, 45, 50 miles outside of DC. So I would see um, people at all kinds of levels of the government. I would see contractors, and I mean these straight-laced guys, um, men and women would come in and, you know, kind of in hushed tones and nobody, I can't, you know, nobody can know I'm here and all of that kind of thing. And I would watch them come in at really desperate because they're, somebody told them about me. And after, you know, we go through the, the package, the sequence of sessions and things, their, their outlook, their sense of hope, their sense of courage, their sense of, yeah, this this looks bad, but boy, now we have a, a way to go. What this does in all, like you said, all walks of life, the what we are feeling so acutely, not just in the United States, but all over the world, is this separation, right? We're right, you're wrong. We think this way, you don't. We have forgotten that we truly are one. And that's what I've seen. People come in. They may not say the L word at first, right, the love word, but they're like, I can't deal with this conflict. This is, I'm finding the conflict in the world is the conflict in my family and the conflict in my community, and I don't like that. So many doors are opening, and rather they come in through the conflict door or the separation door or the political door or the health door, whatever it is, it all leads to love. It all leads to love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you feel like you're, when, when you were given these principles, so mm-hmm. do you feel like it's your internal source, your guides, your holy ones that are saying, Diane, you really have something here. Diane, we really gave you something. That, because It's so funny because when I was doing this meditation with you, I kind of opened up my eyes for a little bit and I thought, this could be used at the United Nations. I mean, it could be used on that level that. to embark on the, in a whole new world of love and transform it. That's so I can that see you do that. this during like in businesses where they have all of their CEOs and you know, big-time leaders of Facebook and and things like that coming together and understanding the potent, powerful 
energy of love and how that changes the and how that even not only changes the world but it even changes their personal private world and it's it is a change of perspective that's the miracle that you are bringing forth so so how can people get a hold of you if they want Um, more of this if they want to become a student of yours I have uh, everything, including free resources, on that more from Diane, and that's D-I-A-N-E with an with one N dot com. And I am delighted not only to have individual clients and students, but yeah, I do speak. As a matter of fact, um, I had a club. Uh, it, it's a particular gathering, a club um, at the United Nations that it, that had me come speak about the principle. So that's funny that you said that, and I thought, yeah, I would love to do that. I had a last year. I flew to Atlanta and did a statewide association of recreation professionals, and this is what they wanted. And I even said, y'all know what I do, right? This is what you want to hear. And they said, yeah, yeah. I said, okay, alrighty, yeah. So I appreciate you recognizing that that. Yeah, people are are more and more open, and I think it's uh, a lot of it is to do with wonderful shows like yours, things that you and I certainly didn't have access to when we were younger. But the the access and the acceptability of this idea of loving energy, it uh, you know that's part of our time, right? This is part of the change. This is part of the evolution. This is this is part of the consciousness. We are waking up as a planet and a people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how, what a privilege and honor to be part of it. And everyone who is, is listening with us now or who will ever hear this, that's what we're here for. That's why we're here right now. Yes, yes, yes. So I want to encourage all of our listeners that if you do happen to be, because I, all, a lot of my listeners, they do scan the whole United States. So let's say if they are a CEO of a corporation, or let's mm-hmm. say that they are a business person within a very strong uh, organization and has some yes. influence, yes. then you do fly to different parts of the United States and can enter into some of those organizations to help them with this principle to see how it helps their organization as well as it helps them personally and privately. So you do that as well because you're a big time in this right now. Yep. Well, and I think the fact that I have an MBA helps me understand the language that they speak. Uh, Also, I was trained as a high-performance coach. So I know, yeah, it's fun to me to to talk to different people and and in different industries. And to me, that's what we're doing. We're planting seeds, right? We want to plant seeds in every industry, in hearts all around the United States, all all around the world. These seeds of love that we plant with shows like yours and your work and, and what you do and the principles and all these other things, we are planting seeds that we will all nurture together with love. So absolutely, I would be honored to to uh, corporations, organizations. Yep, it's, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Because, I, again, I'm going to tell all of our guests, we've been doing the Pure Hope show for a long time and, and all of our listeners, that when you hear something like this 
And you do have a, like for me, I believe in networking, networking, networking. So that's the reason why I'm saying it to our listeners, that if you have an in with someone and you've just went through this remarkable experience, and this is, I loved it, that Diana, you said this is just a small little appetizer, Mm-hmm. And 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 that she's willing and ready to give you the meat of all of this energy that can help uh, with your organizations and bring it back to balance and bring it back to love. Um, please, please, please do connect with her and have her. And I agree with you, Diane, that having your background in MBA is that you do have the lingo, the language. Um, to kind of march into organizations like this and change the world and really change the world. Yeah, it can be done in so many ways. Um, I I did a three-day retreat for one organization, a three-day retreat. Wow. We had a blast. We had a blast. Wow. Wow. Yeah, how wonderful, how wonderful. Well, this is exciting. This is so valuable. And everybody who knows me, I don't give compliments just to kind of patronize somebody. I only say those things to people who I think, oh, my God, this is really good stuff. And you've got some really good stuff going, Diane. You really do. Thank you, thank you, thank you for this opportunity, for your love and for your support and for helping me spread the word of the Be Love Principles. I am very grateful. Well, you are welcome. You are so welcome. I'm going to ask them, uh, ask you to give that information again. Once again, we've been talking to Diane Hayworth, um, who is a modern mystic who helps people navigate all types of human relationships from the power of divine love. She definitely is, as you've heard her talk, a heart-centered success coach, teacher, author, TV host, and founder of the Be Love Principles, who combines traditional coaching techniques with deep, deep spiritual truths to help clients, to help organizations and institutions connect with their own inner wisdom and become more clear, more calm, more confident, and especially more loving. So if you are wanting a compelling, engaging speaker, Diane's the person for you. Um, And so, uh, again, Diane, where can they contact you for more information? You know, the easiest thing is to go to uh, the website more from Diane, D-I-A-N-E dot com. And I, it would okay. be my honor and privilege to help you and serve you. Thank you so, so much. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for saying yes to the program. We will talk to you soon. And to all of my beloved listeners, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. Um, This is my prayer for all of us. This is the prayer that I say, one of my meditation prayers, is help me to keep my heart wide open, pure and undivided. Protect me from my own careless thoughts, words, and actions. Help me to embrace what comes my way as an opportunity rather than a personal inconvenience. Help me be loved no matter what, no matter where, and no matter whom with. So I thank you all, my listeners. I thank you, Diane Hayworth, for being with our um, Pure Hope show. It's been an honor and a joy to interview you tonight. Oh, thank you. And thank all of you for being present with us here now.
and yes, whenever you. you listen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Namaste, everyone. Until we meet again, namaste, namaste. Thank you for listening to the Pure Hope Show. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hope by Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. And until next time, remember that true greatness consists in being great in the little things. Be kind. Be gentle. Be loving. Be true.